You're listening to the pilot episode of The Ascent Podcast, a production of Foothills Church. As Jesus opens his Sermon on the Mount, he he speaks to his followers about that innate desire to experience God himself. And on today's episode of The Ascent Podcast, we explore that very question. What does it mean to truly be connected to God? You're going to reach a level of joy. You're going to reach a level of happiness when these qualities, when these attributes are part of your life that is untouchable and independent from all of your circumstances so that no matter what you and I are facing, if these attributes are who we are in Christ, if we are if we are embracing them and living these truths out, then we will no doubt be happy no matter what we are facing. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome into the Ascent Podcast. Today, we are joined by Pastor Trent Stewart, the lead pastor of Foothills Church, who will help us climb further into the idea of what that true connection to God means. What does Jesus have to say about how to experience that life and how it may differ from what the world says leads to true happiness? So let's jump in. Well, Pastor Trent, welcome into the Ascent Podcast and episode number one. We are officially launching a podcast, and I know this is something we've talked about for a while now. It's been on the heart of our staff, and I know you specifically are excited about this project. You're a frequent podcaster yourself, so before we begin, I wanted to ask, what is it that draws you to listening to podcasts? Well, number one, I'm a podcast listener. So when I work out, when I'm driving in the car, I'm I'm constantly listening to podcasts because I want to learn and grow. And I just feel like at our in in our culture here at FC, like we just have a lot of people who think the same way. They're they're leaders. They want to grow. They want to dive in more. They want to uh, grow not only you know just in their leadership, but also just closer to the Lord. And so we thought, man, this would be another way for us to really help and equip and and um, give give more to our people and and not just our people, but everybody who will will tune in and, and begin to listen. So we just thought it'd be a great way to equip more and 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 help people grow. Well, we certainly appreciate your time and. With that, I want to jump right in here. So let's start here. We're in a series right now called Life on the Mountain, where where we are looking closer at the Sermon on the Mount, and right away Jesus uses the term blessed. This is a word that has been tossed around a lot in our culture. So first, can you help us understand what does the word blessed actually mean? Yeah, blessed is a word that really just simply means to be happier or those who are happy or will be happy. And so he's giving us this set of attributes that uh, if you follow these, if your life includes these attributes, then you're going to be happy. And so I guess the rub is, and you know, our definition of happiness, you know, uh, our English word happiness comes from the word happening. And so you're happy when what you want to happen happens. <laughs> and when what you want to happen doesn't happen, then you're not happy. Uh, and so we live life based on our circumstances. Like when things are going the way that we want them to go, then we're happy. And when things don't go the way we want them to go, we're not happy. And so sometimes even these statements, what we call the Beatitudes, don't make sense 
but we should look at the word uh, blessed and look at it in terms of, I think, what Jesus is trying to tell us, that you're going to reach a level of joy. You're going to reach a level of happiness when these qualities, when these attributes are part of your life that is untouchable and independent from all of your circumstances so that no matter what you and I are facing, if these attributes are who we are in Christ, if we are, if we are embracing them and living these truths out, then we will no doubt be happy no matter what we are facing. So when we think about the word or we use the word blessed as believers, what should come to our minds? I think it's a deeper joy and a deeper level of of happiness that Jesus is explaining here that that no matter what you know, we're going to go through, we can still find ultimate joy. It's not like, hey, when, you know, you find out somebody you love is really sick, that you're going to be skipping along and whistling a tune. That's not really what Jesus is like. That's that's like a fleeting happiness. That's not like it's not a true happiness. You know, we're all after, I think, the emotion of being happy. But Jesus is not just talking about this easy, you know, quick fix happiness. He's talking about a much deeper level of joy and contentment and happiness that only he can bring. There's no joy or I'm sorry that that this kind of blessing and this kind of happiness is experienced no matter what kind of sorrow or loss or pain or grief. Um, it's it, it's really uh, none of those circumstances can touch this level of joy that Jesus is telling us we can experience as we walk with him. Well, right away, as he begins the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You you made this illustration a few weeks ago, but I'd like to dive a bit deeper into it. What is Jesus saying here? What what does he mean by the poor in spirit? Yeah, so right off the bat here, Jesus is telling us how to be happy, and then he starts with the statement that makes really no sense at all. <laughs> Blessed are the poor in spirit, not not the road that we would even envision to take. We wouldn't think that's the first step, but the, the idea behind being uh, poor or that poverty of spirit, that, that idea of, of poverty um, really describes what Jesus would have known in that first century as a, as a beggar who is fully dependent on other people to provide everything. So this beggar is 100% completely dependent upon other people to meet every physical need that he's got. And so when you combine that kind of poverty mentality to the word in spirit. He's saying, happy are are you, blessed are those who are so desperately poor in their spiritual resources that they realize that they need help from the outside. And so that help obviously can only come from God. So there's this awareness of our sinfulness. There's an awareness that we cannot live a moral life without God. We can't live a good life uh, without God, we, we can't do anything of value without first recognizing that in and of ourselves, we are completely poor. We're bankrupt spiritually. We're bankrupt morally. And it's that awareness that we have to come to in order for us to even begin to talk about true happiness in life. Because when you when you understand your poverty of spirit, your your that humbleness of heart, like I can't do this on my own. I need God, then that like that's the first step to really recognize your need for a savior, your need for a, for, for God in, in in the first place. So I think that's obviously why he starts there, but it wouldn't be the place where we would think he would start. 
you've said two things happen when, when we recognize that poverty of spirit. We become detached from the world and we become attached to God. Can you speak a little bit more into that and tell us what, what that actually means? Yeah, I just think the more we recognize our poverty of spirit, our spiritual bankruptness, the more I recognize that in and of myself, I am sinful in and of myself. I can't do anything of value without God. That type of, of posture before God really allows me to attach to him. And and so the flip side of that is if I think I'm, I can do it on my own, uh, I can, you know, I can, I'm making enough money to, to take care of my family and to do this and, and uh, we can go on vacation. And now I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, I can do this and I can do that. And and my prayer life becomes, you know, less and less frequent. Now, all of a sudden, I'm attaching more to the things of the world and I'm allowing the things of the world to bring me that fleeting happiness and kind of numb me to the things of, of the spirit. And so the more I attach to the world, the more detached I am to God. And so the flip side is kind of what I was saying, like you're, you're going to become more attached to God as you begin to release and detach from the things of this world and 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 uh, release that mentality that, you know, the, the, the newer car is going to bring you ultimate happiness or the promotion is going to bring you more happiness or that girl or that, you know, actually getting married is finally going to bring you happiness. The truth is none of that in and of itself can do that. Only God will. So the focus has to be on how can we attach more to the spirit of God? And as I attach more to him, I begin to detach from the junk uh, of the world. So something that we want to do here on the Ascent Podcast is always point back to Scripture. So show us where we can dive a bit deeper here to just provide another layer of context to to what Jesus says here about the poor in spirit. You know, I just think in Revelation chapter 3, verse 17, Jesus makes this, this very um, startling warning um, to the church. He says, you say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. And I think that is a warning for us in America because we are so wealthy and, and our wealth that we have acquired makes us think like we don't need anything. And uh, what we have to realize is just because we have food on the table, clothes on our back, a nice house, and a 401k, that doesn't mean we don't need anything. In fact, those things mean nothing if we don't have Christ at the center of our life. And so that's really the challenge. Like we want to pursue him and we never can get over this poverty of spirit. We recognize it, we get saved, but we can't ever get over the fact that we have this poorness in, in our own spirit and, and that desperate need for God. So as we grow closer to Christ, the more that poverty of spirit awareness becomes in our own life. And so if you're not experiencing that, man, I pray that you would you would dive into that realization and recognize that so practically speaking, if our listeners are curious about you know how this applies in their lives, when someone does experience that feeling of a poverty of spirit or you know that feeling that there is just something more, how do you begin to become more attached to God? Yeah, well, step one, obviously, is 
are have you committed your life to Christ? So that moment where where God transforms us from death to life, that that moment where we give him authority of our life, he saves us, the spirit of God comes into our life. So when we recognize we're spiritually bankrupt, we're saying, I can't save myself. I, I'm, I'm aware of my sinfulness and I need God. And so in that moment, okay, now we're taking that, that we're, we're crossing from being spiritually dead to now God has saved me. I'm, I'm committing my life to Christ. Okay. So now how do I, what, what are some steps? Okay. So some steps, obviously, um, prayer in, in a, 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 a way to read the word of God. I, I wouldn't recommend starting in Genesis and trying to work your way through, you know, from, from start to finish. I, I think systematically reading through the gospels, start there, start reading the gospel of John, read the gospel of Matthew, begin to read some of these other New Testament, um, uh, uh, books of the Bible that, that begin to, um, teach you and guide you and grow you in, in, in the ways of, of God. Second, secondly, I mean, you've, you've got to be connected to a local church. Like what church are you connected to? And, uh, if you're in our area, I hope it's FC, wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, uh, it is paramount that you connect yourself to a local church that is Bible believing, Bible teaching, committed to making disciples and on mission with God. And uh, that that's going to be your, your first, you know, one, two punch prayer and reading God's word, connect to a church from there. Uh, hopefully, you know, that church is going to be able to help you connect in small groups, connect to ministry. And uh, as you do that, then you begin to grow that relationship and awareness even more. You know, it's interesting that he uses those words, you know, they're seemingly discouraging words, poor in spirit, but he then makes an immediate contrast with the statement, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And this is really an inspiring statement, is it not? Especially in the context of, of the remainder of the Sermon on the Mount, as we'll see. Yeah, I mean, as as he begins to work his way, you know, from from that key statement. Now he begins to usher in, okay, here's, here's how you can be comforted in a world that is filled with discomfort. And, and here, here, here are those that are going to inherit the earth, those who are meek, right? And so hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So he, he starts with that pivotal statement. As you start here, you've got to realize you are bankrupt. You are empty. Now here's how I feel you. I feel you with my spirit and I feel you with comfort. And, and, you know, as you take on this idea of meekness and, and humility in your life and, and grow in that hunger and thirst, I'm going to satisfy you. You're, you're going to be, um, you're, you're going to be blessed and happy and content. And man, yours is the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is a not, is, is an already and not yet mentality. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is, is already present on earth in the sense that I am connecting to God. I am, I'm growing and, and, uh, uh, with him, we're, we're building his kingdom here. So there's, it's already here, but it's not yet fully revealed. So there's that, uh, I'm not quite there. Obviously we're, we're, we're one day going to experience eternity in heaven with him. Um, and, and so, man, there's so much to look forward to just in these first few verses, uh, that he's, that he starts the sermon off with. Well, this is only the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, and there is so much more incredible truth that, that we'll see later. It's, it's 
certainly an exciting series uh, here at Foothills Church. And I want to remind our listeners, you can catch all of Pastor Trent's Sunday messages by visiting foothillschurch.com. Pastor Trent, as always, thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again on the next episode of the Ascent Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Ascent Podcast. We wanted to take this moment to remind you, as always, to subscribe and rate the show. The more subscribers and ratings that we have really does help us as a team to reach more listeners. And as a subscriber, you will never miss a future episode of the Ascent Podcast.